Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Hi. Oh, my God, Sarah, your smile, I tell you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're just I giggling. Am smiling. You. I don't know, like, honestly, my mood just changes as soon as there's a bit of sunshine it comes out. It does. I know Seriously. that to be true about you. Honestly, yeah. I'm, like, so down in the winter. <laughs> we chuckle now as we're coming out of it. It's like, God, oh, that yeah, was I'm feeling, shit. I'm feeling great. Tippity top <laughs> today, I tell you. Tippity top. You know, oh my God. So I saw the first sign of spring here in Toronto is like this little, little uh, collection of crocuses on somebody's bare ass, brown as shit lawn, but this little collection of crocuses that has just popped up. Oh my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. New life, new beginnings. It really is. It really is. But man, it's like April. Do we have to wait this long every year? Anyways, that's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Why am I Canadian? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Many questions. <laughs> oh my God. We have to focus on the fact that it's going to be here and it's just around it the corner. Is. It is. I'm, I'm remaining positive. Oh yeah, no, totally. I'm already getting my, like, uh, I'm getting all ready to do the whole like first dress of the season with like these white mm. pasty legs. We all know what yeah. we're talking about, right? We Walking do on the street where it's a little bit too cold for that skirt and, uh, it looks like a mirror reflection, like the whiteness is crazy, but you're like rocking the skirt. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah. How's your week going? My week's going well, actually. Yeah, I've mm. not had a bad week. Had a mm. lovely, um, nice chilled kind of replenishing weekend, shall we say. Mm. Um, my daughter came back from uh, uni, so yes. she's back for Easter, so yes. that was really nice. Oh. And uh, went for a nice lunch um, and just hung out at the weekend great oh yes was there any ocean sightings like seaside walks well no teenagers don't do walks <laughs> but we did say- <laughs> as a physician i'm we like did- that's what's the problem with the new generation <laughs> but okay <laughs> but no we did have uh have lunch by the beach so that was nice oh Had a nice uh sea view oh nice okay yeah there is one drawback to our being home though laundry well, there's laundry, but there's also a lot more treats in the house. I have done nothing oh. but stuff my face today. <laughs> Surely there's other things you've done, not just... I did manage to close oh. the uh, the goal on my watch, which is that you've got to stand up 10 times. But oh. I don't really think the men, that, that means standing up 10 times to go and get a biscuit or a chocolate treat. <laughs> <laughs> not on the Apple Watch things that I've ever seen, but yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, oh, yeah, gosh. yeah. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. How has your week been? <gasps> well, I paddled Lake Ontario and I keep telling myself and I don't, I, you know, every time I get off the lake, I'm like, oh man, that was just, just, just kicked my ass. It was terrible. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that before the, before the summer. And I go back. It's, it's like, you know, literally I was in such a bad way yesterday just because the winds were not as they should have been. Um. I fell in. I fell in, to be perfectly honest, I was actually adjusting my speaker. I knew I was going to fall in because I was doing something stupid. Fell in, hands and feet for freezing, even though I have good equipment, but even still. Paddling back, I was like crying and yelling and screaming. I was like, I'm never going to do this again. And I was like, this is what childbirth is. This is what people do as they're like 
popping, you know, watermelons out of their loins going, ah, I'm never going to do this again. And lo and behold, 15 months later, they're like, you know what I want to do again? <laughs> <laughs> Human memory forgets suffering. Yeah. Anyways. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was I literally, did it twice. <laughs> you did it twice, right? The second time. Yeah. Did you remember the first time? Not really. No, not really. But I do. <laughs> the second time, I do remember screaming at my husband. Um, if I ever tell you I want a third child, just remind me of this moment. <laughs> so, yeah. I can imagine you. I mean, I can't imagine you screaming. I can't imagine going through that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Childbirth isn't good on me. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> There's a whole different side. Do you know what's a real shame is that you can't get absolutely wasted for time. I mean, there's so many things that you can make better with like a bunch of drinks. That's this is the, very true. That's the one very thing true. that you just kind of have to, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. good on you, girl. Mother's Day is coming up soon, so I celebrate. I celebrate oh, all yeah. the people who've popped watermelons out of their loins or out of a C-section incision. Anyway, Absolutely. Yeah. We salute oh, you. We salute you. Absolutely. So, okay, relationship desk of love. What's what's shaken? Okay. Now, I'm going to share something <laughs> with you, and I want your take on whether you think this is true or not. Oh my God, I love opinion opinion uh, sending. Yes, please go for it. Okay. <laughs> so, I've got this article here, which says five super ordinary but super hot things men want you to wear in bed. <laughs> You mean not my ratty t-shirt that says like girl power? <laughs> no. So apparently it says you can forget your sexy lingerie and high heels oh. and lace. But there are some other things that men actually find attractive in the bedroom. Number one, his oversized t-shirt. Really? I can kind of get that. You okay. know, I think okay. that men's clothes often look better on women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You know, that kind of oversized, kind of sexy look with your little cheeks just A little bit peeking of things out. peeking out, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flannel PJs. Oh, what are you saying? Lies. <laughs> Seri- no, I- but like the fit, like not, not, not like a big sort of oversized and unshapely. We're talking about sexy flannel, like Victoria's Secret flannel. Well, it says here, so there are, <laughs> they are big and they will hide your body completely. And that's what makes them super hot. What? It's the mystery underneath. Who wrote this? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay, sure. I mean, for some people, I'm sure. But like, what is going on here? Okay. Okay, next one. Glasses and a messy bun. I'm thinking like a Meg Ryan look. I actually think I'm rocking that look right now. You are totally doing glasses and a messy bun. Sarah, whoa. (laughs) We have communal glasses in our house as well. So um, because we're of that age where we can no longer read things, (laughs) there are just like 25 pairs of reading glasses. And I always get into trouble for stealing and uh, just hoarding a lot of reading glasses. Oh, but if you put a messy bun with like a pencil through it, it just turns the mood. Maybe. You turn maybe, that frown maybe. upside down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, leggings. Okay, what is going on? My mind, what? Now, I like, do have something to say on this point. Oh, now that go I've for just it. just read this again. Let your flag fly. So, you know there are certain leggings that just kind of suck and shape and contour your body. Like Lululemon. It's worth $150. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe those ones, you know, mm-hmm. but not make you look a bit perter yeah. than you. Oh, than you are. Yeah, perter. Yes, like the bum lift. Yeah. So maybe I can kind of see that. Okay. Um, and the last one is booty shorts. All right, now we're talking. <laughs> Tell us, define booty short if you would, Sarah, because I don't think every so listener knows. So it says knows. here, um, it says men find this extremely attractive. You don't have to show a big butt to be sexy. Mm-hmm. Men also love these booty shorts with a cute prints or an inspiration or, or sorry, or an inscription, can't read today, on them. It looks like you're innocent and girly. Wait, which guy is reading when he's looking at your ass? I thought that there's certain things that us women do that we enjoy. I think I thought the inscriptions were for us. I didn't know that men were reading. <laughs> oh, interesting. So there you go. I, I have to say, I cannot, I can't get over the flannel PG ones. Uh, neither. I'm sorry, I just don't really get I just that. Don't get it. I don't the get others it. I can kind of, kind of get to grips with, but that one. Oh man, uh-uh. I think. You would have to know that there's other cool stuff underneath, like fishnets or um, nipple (laughs) tassels or various accoutrements in various places. I I think it would just be like unwrapping a present, but there's got to be something interesting inside is what I is is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I hear you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I actually thought the number five would be like nothing. (laughs) <laughs> nothing we're nothing to bed but having said that to be perfectly honest i have had the experience where somebody's like mm, nothing is boring give me a little something it, they say that like the most sexy woman in a nudist colony is the woman with shorts on <laughs> <laughs> no i swear to god because it's just it it is that oh that's different it leads something to the imagination yeah. yeah 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 mm-hmm. Well, we like the thought of something to come, don't we? We like the anticipation. Uh, yeah, but flannel. I don't know. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get. I can't, I can't get past the it. flannel. I'm sorry. I'm, you know. You know. It's, what, it's I think what's really me. interesting too is that we make such assumptions, right? And we're so gendered in our. Uh, we, and again, as women, we have to remember a lot of what we do is based on peer pressure from other women. We mm. women lead each other wrong. Like, oh, your dude's going to find that so sexy. Really? Have you ever asked him? And yeah. I think it's really yeah, important to ask. It's true, yeah. You will be so surprised at what yeah. actually... Because I think a lot of men just kind of go along with stuff because they're like, I don't know. Um, I have skin in the game, but you're not going to ask my opinion anyways. And you're just going to listen yeah. to your girlfriends. So I think it's yeah. important to ask. When in doubt. Yeah. So that's your uh, task for this week, listeners, mm-hmm. is to ask your man what he prefers you to wear in bed. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you don't have it, go down to your ye local store together. A bit mm. of a sexy outing on a Saturday night. Hello. <laughs> to get your flannel PJs. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> God. No! No. Just kill the mood, right? Just there. kill the mood. <laughs> you know what would be really awesome? If somebody actually sent us a photo of sexy flannel, like yeah. prove us wrong, change my mind yeah. on this. Yeah, change Info at joylast.com. Sure. Yeah. Just send it through. I'd love to Absolutely. see sexy flannel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And share your feedback from uh, what your man prefers you to wear in bed. Oh, please do. Info, <laughs> info at joylast.com. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Now that we're oh warmed up. We're so frisky today. It's um, it's spring. Like it's, yeah. It is. Let's do this. Spring is in the air. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for a hot topic? Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay. topic are 
are those in your closest relationships there for you? God, this is such a cool, mind-bending question because I was just on a call mm-hmm. yesterday um, with somebody who's evaluating their friendships and whether those mm-hmm. friendships actually reflect their values as they are today. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that this person is holding on to some friendships which are attached to a really negative part of their of their more recent history. And I'm kind of like, who are these friends to you? And are they giving you as much as you think that they are? Yeah. Because this event is holding them back in their life a little bit. They have to sort of resolve that. There's unresolved business. And the friends that they keep related to that event are probably also holding them back. So this is such a blind spot. So I am yeah. I'm ready to go on this. So yeah. I totally agree, right? And um you know, I love a bit of Netflix. I was watching Working oh. Mums uh, this oh. week. And they, there's kind of like two of the primary characters in there who have this like close relationship. They've been friends mm. since they were literally in kindergarten. Mm. So they've gone through so much stuff. They're now like in their 40s with kids, married, all the kind of, all the troubles and issues along the way that they've overcome. And, and one of the questions that they're asked is, are we actually still right for each other? Or are we given advice based on kind of who we were like 25 mm. years ago? Oh, I mean that, yes. I mean, how many relationships from a long time back, like unless you're, unless it's a rare relationship, like it can feel pretty stale. And oftentimes you're sort of showing up as just a small little sliver of yourself because you feel like you can't actually bring into the room all the things you've become since you've, mm. you know, traveled all the miles of the journey of your life. Um that's a really great question. I mean, just like a marriage, right? They say like every seven years should be sort of like a renewable contract, like a like mm. what, what kind of variable mortgage or something like that? What's the mortgage that everybody regrets now because of the interest rates going up? But anyways. Oh, yeah, like a tracker mortgage. Yeah. So yeah. should marriage and also friendships be something where we actually renegotiate terms on a regular basis mm-hmm. to say, are we yeah. still right? Yeah, right for each other. Mm. Yeah. I think there's a few things as well about this kind of element of somebody showing up for you, somebody being there for you, Mm. somebody supporting you. Often we can kind of say, well, either we'll go kind of one or the other way. So we'll say, yeah, I absolutely know that my friends would be there for me no matter what. Mm. I could get them on speed dial. I could get them kind of shipped around. Mm. Um, If there was a crisis, they would would be there for me. Mm. Or you get kind of the other extreme where people say, well, Actually, I don't feel like anybody would be there for me. Hmm. And that can feel kind of incredibly sad. But I do believe that there's something in the middle of all of that is you have to be the catalyst to allow people to be there for you to show up for you. Mm. Yeah, I mean, gosh, yes. Okay. So what does that look like is being the catalyst and inviting people to be there? Yeah, so you have, well, that's the thing, right? You have to, um, you have to show up yourself in a way that says, actually, I am going to kind of either say yes to the offers of help that come my way, or I am going to kind of put a, a, you know, an SOS call out that Mm. says, I'm not really great right now and I could use somebody in my corner. Mm. And I don't think we're so good at doing the latter. Oh, gosh, actually, I just had a coaching conversation today with somebody who is on tough times, a sudden loss of a job. And they tend to keep to themselves and and not ask for help from their family and friends because vulnerability is scary, and they don't want to be let down, right? And I just said, you know, what I find is when people are actually suddenly without a job, it is really important to challenge this thought of like, oh, I can't bother other people. 
you can bother people. It's a beautiful, but give them a specific task. Just like if somebody goes into cardiac arrest and somebody is at first on the scene with CPR, hey, you with the brown shirt, you go call 911. You with the red yeah. dress, go get the defibrillator. So you can task people with specific things. Like, what would it be like to, what specifically do I need with somebody in my corner? Do they need mm-hmm. to come over with a bottle of wine? Yeah. Do they need to be the person who, you know, holds your hair back while you're messy crying? Like, yeah. Yeah. I was on the exact receiving end of somebody asking for some help and support for that very topic uh, just last week. Oh, wow. How'd that go for you as a recipient, right? Yeah. I think that it's great to be able to give somebody else something that you, something that comes easy to you, but somebody else is going to struggle with. I think it's just so great Mm. to be able to kind of step in, give a few hours just to support somebody Mm. at a time that is pretty shitty, let's be honest. You know, if you suddenly find yourself without a job and, you know, the majority of us do actually rely on the income, we don't just do it for fun. So I'm going to get used to it and I've got bills and all the rest of our lives are kind of built around this regular money coming in. And if that suddenly is taken away from you, and you're left kind of in a really vulnerable, Mm -hmm. tough, shitty spot, quite frankly, then to be able to help somebody who's in that kind of need is a Mm -hmm. wonderful thing, I think. And so this is the exact kind of opposite when we flip things to kind of, I can't ask for help, I can't, I don't want to bother people is what we kind of generally hear. Uh They've got their own stuff to deal with, they don't, you know, they've got a family, they haven't got time for me. Like, I would challenge you to say that actually a lot of that isn't kind of, isn't true. It's it's an assumption, it's a story that you're creating, that you're telling yourself that's keeping you from being on the other side of some support and some Mm. some help that actually might be the one single thing that unblocks things for you. Mm. God, yeah. And, and to actually remember it actually, you know, it gives people joy to be asked, to be needed, to yeah. that, that human connection of coming across the aisle, that building community. Yeah. It, it, ooh, we have become so isolated in the West of like, I'll only reach out when I have good news to share. And yeah. I, we can have these like very, um, sort of superficial level kind of interactions like brunches, but really yeah. what builds community is like being there for each other in dire hours of need yeah absolutely Mm. but I think that it's great that you know this person kind of did just reach out and it was to me and another couple of people on a kind of group chat and and it's just really nice and then what you then see is kind of that swarm effect where Mm. people do kind of then go oh yeah I've got this or I've got this connection or I can Mm. put you in touch with this or here's something that I saw the other day try this person they're super cool to talk to and you get this kind of flurry of activity which is just amazing yeah oh yeah you know from a kind of as energy coaches, we kind of, you know, we work on those levels of energy and understanding kind of where they're at and where they're at play. And that's definitely kind of level five there, looking for opportunities, uh, sharing them, kind of not, mm-hmm. you know, how do I kind of step out of the kind of that victim position, which you can take, which is why is this happening to me? And that's mm-hmm. understandable. Anybody's going to feel like that, but we're not going to kind of move forward when we're in that space. We need to to be able to lift up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so that's a defining characteristic of a relationship that still has relevance in your life. If there's that give and take Mm. of help and vulnerability and yeah, Mm -hmm. something for me is, is in terms of like, is a relationship that I have today, is it still a healthy thing in my life? Is it, Mm. you know, 
I won't say is it good or bad. I won't say is it lifting me up or not, uh, because those are, you know, sort of more. Uh, actually, I can't. I don't even have the the word for it. But, it, you know, is it a positive influence? And one of the things is like, is this relationship, is it facilitating my growth? Is mm. it something that I can grow in? And is it something where when I grow, I am celebrated, or my growth yeah. is celebrated? It's not um, met with derision or mm. limiting comments, things that are trying to put me in my place and trying to m- remind me of who I was, Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. And, and often that comes from a place of fear because I'm terrified that you are kind of changing, transforming and we're no longer going to be a good fit. And, and if you really enjoy the friendship, it can manifest itself in that way where it comes out as quite judgmental, critical, you know, I'm I'm looking at the kind of negative aspects or I'm trying to kind of ground you and pull you back Mm. down to earth, but not in a positive kind of happy way. Mm. I'm trying to do it to kind of, you know, it's often we kind of see that devil's advocate thing, but it's Mm. kind of, you know, in a more passive aggressive way, which Mm. isn't, isn't great, is it really? Um, so that you, you can often see kind of some of those aspects that come out mm-hmm. in, you know, human behavior, but it's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified that I'm going to lose you after 20 years and you've always been my kind of ride or die then, you know, but, but rather than, than letting things play out in that subconscious way, if we can say, look, mm-hmm. this is brilliant. I'm super tough for you. I've got to admit that I'm a little bit terrified that there's going to be a gulf between us and, Oh. You're not, you know, you know, you're no longer going to want to be part of this friendship. Oh, I love that vulnerability. That's wonderful. That's such a healthy way for that fear to come out. Cause yeah, having that fear is not a bad thing. It's just that we leak yeah. it out cause we can't yeah. use our words. And so it yeah. comes out as passive aggressive. Yeah. It's like battery acid. It comes out and spoils everything else around it. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> so true. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love that. Bringing the fear out into the room with respectful, non-emotional, sort of just, yeah. this is what it is. This is how I feel. Oh, yeah. that's the thing you can do with, right? Like that's, that's yeah. where both of you can sit there and be like, oh, this is an interesting thing that's coming up. Let's both look at this together from the same side. Yeah. Validate that you could feel that. Of course you're feeling mm-hmm. that, right? Of course yeah. nobody wants to be abandoned. That's what the fear of abandonment and rejection is that is everything driving our uh, you know insecure attachment styles so yeah yeah. oh that sounds quite lovely Mm. yeah I celebrate the people who I've known for decades and they still have such relevance and beauty in my life there's Mm. both the legacy the uh you know the 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 history like the shared history that they knew a part of me and they've also been growing themselves and they accept the person I've grown into and so all yeah. of those people who I've known for a couple of decades, just shouting out. Mm-hmm. And it's nice though, isn't it? It's nice to have those types of friendships. And I think, you know, when we look at, at and evaluate the people who are around us, really we want those relationships to be as effortless as possible. Mm. There are too many other things that are going to kind of trip you up and cause you, cause you resistance mm-hmm. in life. Let those not be your friends. Mm. Mm. I will say, though, remember, when we say effortless, what we mean by that is it's kind of like the gymnast being effortless on their dismount. They've done a lot of work underneath the scenes. Yeah. Just to say, I will always I will always remind, like, because I'm learning that, right? Effortless does not come without work. No, and that's, yeah, that's not what I'm saying at all. But it should be, it shouldn't come with that, 
with the stuff that makes you second guess yourself or mm. you come away from an inter- from kind of every interaction and feel like man that's hard work oh, so yeah it yeah. is work as in you've got to put some effort in you've got to you know have those connections you've got to build those connections you've got to put the time into the relationship mm. you've got to invest in it to help it grow like anything mm. but it shouldn't be hard work in that every time I come away I feel drained so when we talk about energy work and energy levels, the stuff that's really catabolic and you feel like, oh my God, I'm, you know, that's three hours of my life. I'm never going to get back. Oh like they oh. are not kind of, they're not good friendships. No, There's something that's got to change in that friendship if that's how you feel mm-hmm. consistently, if you feel like that. Yeah. There might be the odd time when you thought, God, that was a bit harder than it normally is. Mm. But if it's consistently draining, that's not good. You want that anabolic type of energy where it builds you up, it lifts you up. It, mm. you know, you could you could spend three hours, fifty hours, and you know, it doesn't matter kind of how much time you put in, you would still come away from that feeling like hmm. utterly wonderful. Hmm. Gosh, yes, that's a really great distinction. I mean, it's in time, right? Spring cleaning, it kind of makes you feel yeah. like. You know, winter, we tend to just kind of status quo, I'll deal with this later. It's not working mm. out for me great, but I'll just, I'll fix it one day. There's something about yeah. the slant of the sun, of the, of the springtime sun that makes you be like, oh, that's it. it. Makes you notice stuff that's hung around a little longer than it should have. Yeah. And I, you know, on one level, it is good to kind of pause, take time, be in a position to be able to deal with things. On another level, life is just so short and precious. Mm we shouldn't really be hanging on to things that aren't helping us and aren't making us happy and aren't serving us for too long. Because mm. yeah. that stuff ain't going to change itself. No, no. Needs a little something to provoke it. And yeah. Move things along. Yes, you're right. Yes. Oh, right. Okay, that's food for thought. It is indeed. Mm. All right. Thank you. Shall we, um, <laughs> shall we skip to a question? Yes, let's do it. That's very polite, actually. Oh. It says, could I ask a question with regards to my relationship, please? <laughs> yes, you may. Okay. Carry on. <laughs> my partner has just told me that she thinks I stopped listening to her three years ago. She then followed that up with a little subtle reference to a dating site. Is she dropping hints that everything's not going well or am I being oversensitive? Hmm. We are due to go on holiday together soon, and I don't want this to spoil our time away together. From an avid listener. Oh, damn. <laughs> Sarah's eyes are like, oh, wide. We're like, oh, <laughs> what are we? This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, so there's a, a lot of on. stuff in here. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm thinking so interpretations, right? There's a lot of interpretations of observations going on. Mm-hmm. And what we're getting is, as always, when we deal with humans, is the filtered view of this is what I see going on. This is what I think is going on. This mm-hmm. is what I've concluded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a bit of panic in there, isn't there? There's something kind of like, oh, it's kind of almost like there's a realization. Something's not quite right. And I've been sent these messages and I don't know how to really kind of interpret them. But inside, there's a little kind of mini panic going on. Yep. And also, I understand a bit of the issue. Because 
this person says, I want to be able to zip everything else up and put it under the rug for the vacation because I don't want it ruined, which is a very big tell, right? Yeah. Which means, and that I think is actually what's going on, that my suspicion is that the partner is trying to get this person's attention, but it's never the right time or whatnot. But this whole Mm. thing of we can't have conflict on the vacation is a huge tell because, you know, the first thing that I think about is like, well, I mean, you don't want to be paying some $15,000 and then having conflict the whole time. But sometimes being away on vacation is a beautiful time to start to bring some conversation out. So I wouldn't at all be aiming to try to wrap things up before, you know, the cruise. I think it can be, but I think there's also kind of, there's also a recipe for disaster, you know, because often when we're on holiday, we maybe kind of drink a little bit more. We, you know, there's more expectation that's loaded into the fact that, you know, we need to have a good time. This mm-hmm. is kind of our one week or two week out mm-hmm. of out of life itself. We've got to, we've got to be kind of like, you know, super connected couple during that time. So I think there can sometimes be a little bit of a recipe there that can tip things the other way when it comes to sharing. I would say... If you've got some of these thoughts on your mind, I would say share them before you go. To get out, just kind of say, look, I want to think back to that conversation we had the other day. There were two things that really kind of stood out for me, this and this. What did you mean by those? Hmm. My suspicion, though, is that this person, the partner, is really trying to send like bat signals because they feel like they haven't been able to get through to to our dear listener any other way. So that's a wonderful question, but I can imagine it'll be a bit of a dam bursting because somewhere there's this feeling of like, you haven't been emotionally available. We haven't been mm. connected. You haven't been there for me, et cetera. So my gosh, there's a lot of, that's a lot of energy behind that. Mm. Yeah. But that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful place to start, but don't be surprised if it's a bit of a drinking from a fire hose situation uh, when you open that. Uh, you know, I would be really interested to sort of hear about what this listener what their kind of impressions how they how they feel like they've been showing up also are there connection needs that they feel like they're not being met like are they having maybe their physical connection is very important for them and actually they haven't been having that so they feel like they have been really sort of wanting but they haven't been able to talk about it so i'm just got all sorts of questions so the list the listener or the partner's listener Ah, uh, the listener. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always stuff that goes on on, you know, on both sides of a relationship. I think anybody could list the things that they're not, they kind of feel like they're not getting or the needs that they're not getting met. I think we could all be in a position where we could share that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, there's so much. So where, where are, I mean, you already offered like a beautiful place, like stop and rather than interpret, get curious like hey you mentioned those little things like what what do you mean by that what what's coming up for you there yeah so I think it's getting curious it's then listening kind of judgment free so not you know we're very very quick to jump to the defensive like you know I'm not doing that this is how I'm not doing that and kind of really um trying to defend our own position and our own Mm -hmm. honor Mm -hmm. I guess um but in doing so we then kind of dismiss whatever it is that's just been shared Mm. so that doesn't really kind of get us anywhere so we've got to kind of think about what the other person's sharing and why they're sharing it and also acknowledge that maybe that's quite hard for them to do that too and just say you know Mm. take accept it as a gift and it sounds really crap when people say that. <laughs> like, what do you mean accepted as gift? They just call me a dickhead. 
But at least they gave you the the honor of telling you as opposed to just leaving, like packing up and leaving. Yeah. They're giving you warning storing shots. it up for a rainy day when <gasps> the heavens open. Oh my God, those heavens. I have let the heavens rain down in my... Pa- oh my God. Yeah. There ain't nothing like the Anna Hale storm when I have some <laughs> pent up <laughs> needs that I have been saving up to just dump on one day. Oh, I can well believe that. <laughs> Oh my god. Apologies <laughs> to the people who know. <laughs> would, would you like to be the earth below Anna's oh hailstone? No, 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 no. And I'm trying to, right? Like, I don't want to be a monsoon in, in Mumbai, um, yeah. in my relationship. I want to be the the reins of Ireland, right? Yeah. Still, slow, steady, and make everything green. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean... I dare I say it, communication. <laughs> the C word, our yeah. favorite C word. <laughs> I think the other thing I would say is there's this, that kind of panic. I would try and really kind of, you know, take some time out to consider for yourself where that, where is that coming from? Hmm. So what is it that you are terrified of happening? Explore that, journal about it, write it down. Hmm. And then, then take a kind of one step further and say, okay, well, if I'm terrified of doing that, what do I need to do to prevent that from happening? Mm-hmm. What am I willing to do? Yeah. There is, and it's often gendered, but there is this thought of, ah, uh, there's a problem here. I'm just going to bury my head in the sand and hope it goes away when I get my head back out of the sand and it does never go away. There's yeah. also this feeling of it. There's other more important things like work or, you know, we're saving up for this vacation or whatever. And so we can't address this, but I really, really want to encourage people when it comes to your partner dropping hints, those are, that's a canary in the coal mine that has to be, you have to act on that. You you don't have much more time. Yeah. Just saying. It's got a face up to it. You've got it. I think the sirens on the highway down below just started. I'm like, well-timed friends. (laughs) (laughs) The sirens of like, yeah, act now. Yeah. We only have tomorrow. Life is both long and short. Yeah. Very true. Gosh. Well, I appreciate this question. They asked permission. I'm like, a permission granted and thank you. Yes. Very polite listener. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. We welcome it back anytime. <laughs> yes. Mm. All right. So. Okay. Quite a week. Quite a week. I'm buzzing. I'm ready to hit yeah. the week. You know, yeah. it's funny because I, I think. We do a podcast for many reasons, uh, one of which is guiding me to a healthier next relationship. <laughs> Sarah's always leading these little... Uh, and and it wasn't obvious on the nose this week, but I've still got some tips of like, yeah, that's how I'm going to show up. But yeah, no, my gosh, the recollection of the monsoon of my emotions dumped yeah. on prior partners' heads. Oh, I've got a strong visual, believe me. Jesus, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yep. It's good to have a little fire in your belly at times, though. Yeah, but man, I just, yeah, that's that's a that's a moment of reckoning to be like, yeah, I need to sort that shit out. <laughs> that's definitely something that I can own. It's good to have the fire. It's just about how you use it. Yes, right. Yeah. Just have a nice good fuel injector to bring all that energy out in a slow and steady fashion to be able to, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those jet engines, they don't take off with a bit of fuel and fire. Right. I, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about planes myself. Oh. Isn't that funny? Okay. I was going to be like, just like airplanes. I was like, Sarah will think that I'm... Uh, we are sinking. We're so sinking. <laughs> if we were any closer, our menstrual cycles would be... <laughs> but we are still a, a separated by an ocean for now. Yes. For now. <laughs> 
All right. right. So Easter awaits us. Indeed. Indeed. I purchased my Easter eggs today. Oh, like as in eggs that you will paint? No, no, eggs that are made of chocolate. Oh, oh, oh. Children eat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, 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 (laughs) lovely. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, yeah. I would be nipping a few of those in secret and be like, the kids don't need all of these. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Well, enjoy. Uh, Well, yeah, um, sometimes I forget and then I get roasted by my kids for (laughs) months or ends afterwards. Oh, I've neglected to buy an Easter egg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, kids... Within the first minutes of your life, trust me, if you knew what I went through, you wouldn't be asking me for anything. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So cute. Once they they turn teenagers, though, they don't let you get away with anything. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Little shits. It's wonderful. There's no escaping. (laughs) All right. Well, onward. All right. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope you have a wonderful Easter and um, until next time. Thank you. Happy Easter. Until next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.